What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. Moge Davis here from Las Vegas. It's early in the morning. Y'all are up on the East Coast, wherever you may be listening to it. Y'all are moving and shaking, but it's really early. I'm still on the East Coast time. I am up every day at 3 a.m. And, yep, that's me. And it's weird. You know, I'm here in Vegas. We got the NFL draft coming up on Thursday. This is going to be fun. Another NFL draft. I'm also here uh, for the NAB show, which has been fun. It's like Toys R Us for anybody interested in audio and video content and all kinds of really cool things happening here. And I'm even thinking of taking in the NHL game. Vegas Knights against the Dallas Stars. This will be my third NHL game in the season. I feel like I maybe went to two Caps games on average in a year. Then the playoffs, I went to more. But regular season? I mean, tonight's game is big stars get in the playoffs golden knights get eliminated if they lose now you can't get a better game than that so you know let's see if i can get a, a a ticket or two that'll be exciting that'll be exciting but of course i mean I guess you could say the big news of Thursday is going to be the draft. Big news of today that I want to talk about is the NBA playoffs. And as they like to do on NBA on TNT, uh, the Nets are gone fishing. He gone. They're done. They are out of the playoffs. They have been swept by the Boston Celtics. How about that? Every other series, I feel like, uh, you know, yeah, it's probably a good chance. Milwaukee's going to win 4-1. I imagine Golden State's going to win 4-1. Dallas, I don't really like what I'm seeing out of Utah. Now that Luka's back watching that game yesterday, I think they win that series 4-2. I think Miami wins their series 4-1. Philly, Toronto, I think, is up in the air. And Phoenix, New Orleans, Pelicans are up in the air. These playoffs have been full of injuries. They really have. They really have. And unfortunate injuries, too. I mean, Luka getting hurt on the last game of the regular season. I thought that Utah would jump on him. And Utah showed they're just not a very good team. Because, I mean, when you didn't have Luka for four games... I wasn't necessarily thinking a sweep, but I thought that Utah would be up, uh, I guess maybe 3-2 if, like, let's say, okay, they would have, Luka coming back, Dallas would have won that game. But I just feel like it would have been Utah with the lead. And I think maybe they could have swept Dallas, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. But... To think that Phoenix doesn't have Devin Booker changes their chances of advancing. And New Orleans, really good. They've got their bravado back. They are 
they are feeling themselves like, yeah, we can we can upset the number one seed and make some noise. And I actually think that they can. They've got some really, really talented players on that team. And I am I'm impressed. I am really impressed. It's yeah. They look good. Today we've got Hawks Heat. They could get eliminated. The Hawks. Memphis, Minnesota. That's another good series. Tied at 2-2. I don't know who's going to win that one. I saw, you know, they gave most improved player of the year to John Morant. I thought that was kind of weird. Um, because I thought he was really good last year too. I mean, I, I guess you could say that there was, he improved a lot. I just thought he was really good already. That just doesn't, if I'm looking at who took a giant leap. Um, I guess I may have thought Darius Garland. The way that Cleveland played, but I mean, hats off to him. At least he gets an award. You know, it's not like he was going to get MVP, although I think that the way the team Memphis played this year is like, man. But at the same time, you know, part of that, Memphis was able to win when John Morant was hurt. They were able to still get it done. But then we got the Nightcap Suns at Pelican. I mean, Pelicans at the Suns. Suns are favored at minus six and a half. Grizzlies favored at minus six. And the Heat are favored at minus six and a half. Large margins for all three games. If I had to pick, I'd my gut check picks. I've got the Heat at minus six and a half. They want to close them out. I've got the Grizzlies at minus six. I think they want to, they're going to prove a lot in this game. Um, And then I've got the Pelicans at plus six and a half. I think it will be a closer game. That's, that's That's my take. That's my take. But I want to get back to, well, we'll 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 stay we'll stay. Memphis and Minnesota are two of the. I think what you have is everybody was drinking a Kool Aid about Memphis, rightfully so. They were really good. They're amazing. They got a very young, talented team. But I think Minnesota's like, well, hold up. We got a nice, young, talented team, plus Patrick Beverly, um, who is the, I mean, he'll get up in you. He will, there's no doubt about it, that he causes trouble mentally more than physically. That's the amazing part for him, is the way he can kind of, take over a game from a defensive perspective, if you will, because uh, he doesn't make shots. 
but he get you know he really plays tough defense you know i think you know some of the things he does when the ball isn't in play it's kind of like okay these are just antics you're trying to get on the highlights you know get the camera on you but it works it kind of works i see that series going seven games i really do i mean granted you know it's crazy to think realistically minnesota should be up 3-1 if they didn't blow that game in minnesota what was that game three they were up 20 i mean that was the sad part that's gonna be a fun series to watch i'm gonna say the best for last talking about boston brooklyn this Philly-Toronto series, Philly leads the series 3-2. I think they can close out Toronto in the next game. I really do feel like Toronto has played admirably. They've given it everything that they've got. But I think this, I think this might be it for them. Especially if... We have to wait and see what's going to happen with Fred Van Vliet. Um, but Toronto is like, okay, yeah, we can do this. I don't know what's up on the other side. If, you know, Embiid's thumb is still going to be trouble, that could be trouble for Philly. James Harden, I know everybody's talking about James is not James. But the thing is, I think they have four really good, talented stars on that team. Maxi is a rising star. He has been dynamic. I know in that first game, uh, he had the 38 points. You know, and I think Tobias Harris, he, he gives you some good minutes. I think we can be a little tough on Tobias. And most of it is only because of the salary. Oh, he makes the most money. But he's like the third option. Is that on him? I I don't I just simply don't think so. I really don't think so. But I do think that Philly can close out that series at Toronto. Um I think Toronto played a really, really good game in Philadelphia. Philly should have won this. They should have won the series. They really should have. And while everybody's feeling themselves like, oh, yeah, this, this, now Toronto's back. I don't know. I don't know about that. And, hey, bottom line is if the Toronto Raptors aren't feeling themselves and, and taking some time to say, hey, look, it's not over. We're still down. We got a lot of fight in us. Then maybe this can go seven games. I think with... Joel Embiid's thumb. Let's see what happens there. Toronto may not do it, but you know if he was playing the Miami Heat, if this, you know, the, in the next series, playing the Miami Heat or a series after that in Boston, they're going to go after that thumb. They will go after that thumb. So you got to be careful about that one. What I've got to be careful about is try not to characterize Brooklyn as some bums. I had to come back to my senses when you realize a lot of great teams and players have been swept before. That's not anything new. So while my knee-jerk reaction was to be like, oh, there's some bums. 
Because in my mind, going to the series, the best players in the NBA, if you had to look at the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets, which players would you take with the first pick? You would say Kevin Durant. With the second pick, you might say Jason Tatum, but you might have said Kyrie Irving. And then you would have said Jalen Brown. But I don't, I think that, not that I don't think Kevin Durant played well. I mean, he didn't, but I think it was more about what the defense did to Kevin Durant. What the Boston Celtics did defensively was the biggest issue. That was the biggest issue. But realistically, to now hear the sound bites after they're eliminated, Kyrie now saying, quote, I think it was just really heavily, heavy emotionally this season. We all felt it. I felt like I was laying the team down at a point where I wasn't able to play. We were trying to exercise every option for me to play, but I never wanted it to just be about me. And I think it became a distraction at times. And as you see, we just had some drastic changes. No, it was all about you, Kyrie. If you didn't want it to be about you, then then maybe you should have got the vaccine. Say, you know what, I'm going to play. I get there. A lot of people out there say, hey, I don't want to get the vaccine. But this is a team, and the team needed you. And you chose yourself over the team, which in the end, everybody has a right to do that. But when you look at the toll it's taken on Boston, when you think about, hey, Tomorrow is not given for any of us. And for an athlete that this may be their last year ever, their only year ever, to get to the playoffs, to reach that pinnacle, it's not good. It's not good to think that realistically Kyrie destroyed the entire team. He messed up everything for that team. It showed on the court, happened off the court. It's been a disaster when you think of how uh, positive it was for Brooklyn going into that into this season. You had James Harden. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, that was going to be the big three. But we knew with the pandemic, it was, you know, it may not work out that way. But it's over. We move on. I think there's a good chance that, you know, now that they have Ben Simmons, uh, who knows what his mental focus is, when he's going to be able to come back, if he will come back. And if Steve Nash will be back. I mean, we may get a report before this this podcast has 24 hours of life up that Steve Nash has been relieved of his duties. That's a very distinct possibility. And I think when you think of all of the issues that the team had in general, add to that 
the fact that all of the controversy that Steve Nash was getting for even getting hired as a head coach with no experience. It's like, yeah, let's, we got to move on from him. We got to do something different. This whole thing cost us too much. It destroyed our team. It really did. And now maybe they have an opportunity to try and right the ship. They can try and right the ship. And let's see if they can do that. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the NFL draft. I am looking forward to it. I will make my picks on Thursday. Of course, I'm curious where Kenny Pickett will go as a fellow Pitt alum. Uh, I'm curious if, like, the Steelers or the Saints are going to trade up to get a quarterback. I mean, I, I feel like the two that most people are talking about is Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. I think that for the Steelers, I think they should trade up. I know they got Mitch Trubisky, but I feel like Mitch Trubisky is a stopgap. That He's not the next evolution of what you want in a quarterback. I just don't see it. So I'm I I'm hoping they'll trade up. It's highly unlikely, but we'll see. What's the Washington Commanders? What are they going to do? The trouble with with the Washington Commanders is the team is in in such disarray on and off the field that it's bad. I mean, it's just, it's so bad. And they've got the 11th pick. They need, well, I mean, some would say they need a new owner. But I think realistically, when you look at that team and that they're not really in good shape, who who are they going to get? I mean, you'd like to think that there's a chance that they're going to get somebody who's a difference maker. But a difference maker where? Can Carson Wentz? really be the quarterback that Washington needs to take them to the playoffs? I don't know. But I would like to see probably them them focus on offense. Get another wide receiver or a healthy tight end. You know, maybe a, a Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, I've seen Drake London also as a possibility. Any one of those three would work for me. I'd be fine with that. I would also be fine if they looked at a quarterback too. Carson Wentz is a stopgap. His career's not over, but hey, yeah, Carson, you're here today, but let's look at getting a quarterback. 
Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, I'll take either one. I would. I would. And let's see if they actually do that is the other question. But I'm okay with that. Maybe the quarterback draft or the class isn't as good this year. So I could see them saying, well, we'll wait till next year. But the issue for me is, let's say that Washington has a little bit of success. And they end up being 10 and 7. Then what do we do? Right? There's 17 games, so 10 and 7. Or 9. Oh, well, yeah. That's, it's, just saying that, I was stumbling because I'm just saying that. I was just like, do I really think Washington could win 10 games next year? Uh, possibly. I just think in the end it's more about, okay, well, then we can't get a quarterback. Maybe this is the best year to say, okay, let's see if we can get our future quarterback and not think about, oh, this class isn't that good because no, no quarterback, no pick is guaranteed. Just because the class isn't that good doesn't mean that one of the top two quarterbacks this year might not be worth taking. And if Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are one and two, and you're picking 11th, I mean, why not? I mean, I know there's a there's Carson Strong is in there. There's Matt Coral from Ole Miss. I mean, I feel like that's it. That's probably it. There's nobody else I would even look at. So, you know, maybe on name alone, Malik Willis is getting a lot of hype considering he really is playing at Liberty. So that's the only thing I question about Malik Willis is how did this guy end up at Liberty? That would be the only thing I would say. But when you look at most of the mock drafts, you don't see any of the quarterbacks being taken early. So if you're Washington at 11, I could see you saying, okay, maybe. You know, as I mentioned the Saints earlier, they're at 16. That's a possibility. But I'm going to enjoy the NFL draft. I'm here in Las Vegas. It's crazy to see the stage right outside of Bellagio is basically floating in the water, which was an amazing, I mean, not floating, you know, it's on a structure, but it's amazing when you just walk by it. For anybody who's maybe coming to Vegas or when you watch it on television, it doesn't do justice for when you can see it. I mean, as I'm looking right now, I can see it outside of my window and all of the trucks and everybody's taking pictures of it. I'm going to go down there and take a couple pictures myself, but it's really neat. And it's actually the first time I've been in a city that held the NFL draft. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. All right, so I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go to the NHL game. And by the time you hear this, if you're listening, then I, that will be over. Maybe I'm telling a story of how I went. But the NHL just doesn't really, I don't watch it enough that it, 
matters that much. Um, it's going to be at 5.30, so realistically, I'm not even going to be done with the conference by the time the game is started. Maybe I can, you know, slip in there at the end. Um, or not the end, but like in the second period, if somebody's like, hey, you want a ticket? Here's a ticket. Maybe. I'll go around the arena, see what's exciting. But it's do or die. This is it for the Vegas Knights, and at that is exciting. The Golden Knights need those three points to get in if they can get the win. And same for the Stars. Like, I mean, it's... You can't... That That's really exciting. There are 13 games that are going to be played tonight. And this game is the biggest matchup. Dallas Stars at the Vegas Knights. I feel like I should go. I feel like I should go. Knights win. They eliminate the Stars. They get in the playoffs, right? So I guess we'll see. I'll let you know on Thursday how it goes. Uh, I'm enjoying the NBA playoffs. I hope you're enjoying the NBA playoffs too. Um, it's sad, but in my mind, like, yeah, Boston, they're the better team and they showed it. I think by the time I do my next pod, Boston will advance, Milwaukee will advance, Philly will advance, Miami will advance. Ooh. Phoenix. Phoenix will have an opportunity to advance by Thursday. I think Dallas will have won that series. Golden State will have won that series. And we'll be looking at a game six or looking at a game seven by Thursday in my mind. I think they'll be playing game six on Thursday if I have the schedule right. But that's what I think we'll be looking at. It's going to be fun either way. And that'll do it for Just for Sport. I'm Jamal Gay Davis. Ciao for now. Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code J for Sport, and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the Prize Picks app today.